What's crack? Big dogs. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. My name, the man yelling at you right now, is Nicholas. This is BDG, and uh, today's video is brought to you by Coco's Coffee. If you guys happen to be uh, in the neighborhood, if you happen to be right below Washington Square Park, if you happen to be on Bleecker, you should stop by Coco's Coffee House. Wonderful coffee, and they will be who's bringing the energy to you guys today. We got a late night video. I usually don't, I don't film at this time of the. Uh, of the day but things happen real life slaps you in the face hole and uh and here we are so i need a little extra spurt of energy today we're talking about our top 12 wide receiver rankings for the 2021 fantasy football season last week the last couple weeks we've been breaking down the running backs so i said let's give some love to the pass catchers we're gonna do it a little bit differently last time we went one through six and seven through 12 13 through fucking eight whatever it was we went down in depth on a lot of different players but for today and tomorrow we're gonna do wide receiver one through 12 and then wide receivers 13 through 24 and we're not gonna break down each and every player y'all can comment in the uh, comment section below if you want a little bit more in depth a little more love from one of the players that you're thinking about one of those special wide receivers that have been on your mind so i'm a fucking valentine's day gift all right or you could drop them in the comment section below and i'll show some love to you let i'll let you know what i think about them here's what we got to do here's what we're going to do we're going to look at my rankings we're going to look at underdogs adp so where they're actually going off the board right now compared to my rankings and then we're going to discuss the ones that are in the most different areas okay or the most uh the, the biggest difference in our rankings versus the adp okay because there's no point in me sitting here fucking for 45 minutes telling you about tyree kill y'all know who tyree kill is otherwise you wouldn't be watching fucking fantasy football videos so here we are we're gonna go through a couple of the difference makers but you guys will get to see my entire rankings of the of the wide receivers one through 12 so as you can see that coffee is doing its fucking job now you have to do your job by tucking in your shirt by stopping yelling and by eating Okay, so the first two players, three players you will see on my list here, Tari Kill, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, so those are my top three rankings for 2021 fantasy football. Per underdog ADP, Hill is also the number one, Diggs is also the number two, and DeAndre Hopkins is the number four. So I've got one spot in front of the current ADP. This is where things do a little switch up. We got a little masquerade here, and I've got Keenan Allen up at number four. He is currently the 10th wide receiver off the board in underdog drafts. He's my wide receiver four because I just don't want to think too hard about this. Like, what is this offense going to look like with Justin Herbert under center for the full year after showing us what he's about to be in the NFL as a sophomore? Keenan Allen, as good as a route runner as he's ever been has not showed any signs of slowing down. And when you look at these simple numbers, and if you've been following me, you've seen this tweet before, but if you take out week one where Tyrod was the quarterback, you take out week 15 where uh, Keenan Allen missed most of the game because of a little hamstring pull, and you pace out the normal games, okay? The normal games in which he and Herbert were both on the field together. You have a 16-game pace for Keenan Allen of 181 targets, 126 catches, 1,251 yards, and 11 11 touchdowns okay they don't have a run game they tried the josh kelly thing last year sort of like animal trying hot yoga the shit just it ain't gonna happen now, a lot i know there are a lot of concerns there's gonna be a very pass heavy offense we have joe lombardi coming in new offensive coordinator but I don't think things change much. They were a very high-paced offense. Maybe the pace comes down a little bit, but this offense is still very much going to run directly through Justin Herbert. 
And uh, Joe Lombardi, I've seen some quotes. I wanted to read some articles, let you know the big facts on the case here. Joe Lombardi seems to know what fantasy football Twitter knew five, eight years ago. If you just look at the bare statistics, you know, every time a quarterback drops back to pass, you average seven and a half to eight and a half yards per pass. Okay. That's simple yards per pass attempt. And you might average four and a half yards per run, Lombardi explained. So blah, blah, blah goes on to say, when you look at the fucking math numbers, and a lot of people are going to say like, well, the run stats up the pass. Well, here's what we have. We have data of like 50 fucking years of pass attempts being at a much higher rate than run attempts. Okay. If you want to show me a team that only passes the ball, maybe their yards per attempt comes down, but I guarantee you at no point ever, if there is a normal professional NFL quarterback under center throwing the ball where there will there ever be a season if they if they went 100% pass right they never ran the ball and the defense knew they were never going to run the ball for the entirety of the year I guarantee you that their yards per pass attempt whatever team that is would still be would still be higher than whatever the normal yards per carry number in the NFL is okay so Joe Lombardi knows that passing greater sign running okay he's got Justin Herbert who's pretty damn fucking good it just again it feels like a situation where I don't want to think too hard about I'm not going to I'm not going to even argue that that for Keenan Allen it could get better than it was last year from an accuracy standpoint you know I'm not going to argue it but I'm not not going to argue it look back at last year catchable target rate 79th target quality rating 95th so whatever Justin Herbert was last year, he wasn't that great for Keenan Allen. So if Justin Herbert does take the next step step up and progress as a quarterback in his accuracy rating for Keenan Allen, all I got to say is wherever you have Keenan Allen ranked, I can assure you, I can assure you it is too fucking low. And we will continue on down the lower rankings in my wide receivers for fantasy in the beautiful Lord's year of 2021. After Keenan Allen, we have Calvin Ridley at my number five wide receiver. Underdog also has him at number five. I have DK Metcalf as number six, and Underdog has him at number seven. So one spot difference. I have Justin Jefferson at number seven. They have him at number eight. So again, a one spot difference. Now here is a little bit more of a jump up. AJ Brown at number eight. Underdog ADP has him at number six. And we're going to get into the Titans receivers after we talk about Vontae Adams, which is after we talk about Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas, I have him as wide receiver nine, underdog ADP, wide receiver nine. So we are in lockstep there. I just think Michael Thomas, regardless of what you think of him as a player, regardless of what you think about the quarterback situation, he's going to be targeted heavily. He's going to be a guy that is one of the leaders in the NFL in target share, 30% plus. That's typically what he has, and they don't add anything in the pass catcher realm. They just continue to not do that. So it doesn't matter how bad he was last year. He was hurt last year, so he'll be much better than whatever he was last year. But the targets are going to be there again. He'll be a PPR machine, and uh, maybe they take a few more shots downfield. And I've heard this uh, statistic shared many times this summer, that he was not only a leader in the target share, but a leader in air yard target share or air yard share of the team, right? So yes, he doesn't get a lot of air yards, but he gets gets the relative portion of his team's air yards. And that's something that flies under the radar because if we have Jameis Winston under center throwing the ball deep a little bit more and Michael Thomas is still getting the share of the air yards, the highest share of the air yards among NFL wide receivers, that number is going to shoot the fuck up, right? Because it's all relative to what you're doing on your team. So I would like college dominator numbers for your prospects. That's why we need to start looking at them more from an NFL level. So if Michael Thomas is getting the target share, he's getting the air yard share, he's good enough to be a top 10 wide receiver when healthy again, which he will be this year. So let's talk about my number 10 wide receiver. I don't really know what to do here. I have Demonte Adams at number 10. He is still number three in underdog positional ADP. Okay. So he is still the wide receiver three in underdog. These are all paid drafts. So you're getting real ADP data slapped in your cheek. 
and I have him at number ten. Uh, again, like I don't, I, you ain't you ain't gonna fucking sit here and tell me what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do. You ain't gonna do it. You ain't gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But if Rodgers comes back, I mean, obviously Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one. If it's Jordan Love under center, we've got problems, right? This is probably where he'll be. He'll probably be around wide receiver ten for me. Uh, we just have absolutely no idea what we're getting from Jordan Love if he's under center, and we have never ever seen chemistry like what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's 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 beautiful, right? And you'd love to say Adams is a lock for 150 targets if Jordan Love is under setter, but who knows? Who fucking knows? And a lot of the times, like one, Adams's production comes from touchdowns, right? He has a fuckload of touchdowns year in and year out. Are we getting those with Jordan Love? Is this an offense that's going to produce a lot of touchdowns? It's not easy for bad quarterbacks to produce touchdowns, right? Maybe they can, a good offensive line and a good running back can get you so far down the field. When it starts getting tight, when you're in between the 20s, in between the 10s and whatnot, it's not easy for a bad quarterback to make plays and score, right? We've seen it year in and year out. A lot of quarterbacks struggle when they get into the red zone, when they get into the 10 zone, because that's when you have to be your best. That's when you have to have your most accurate passes because the windows are tight as shit. And who knows if we're getting that from Jordan Love. So a lot of his production comes from touchdowns. And and a lot of his production just comes from like beautifully placed, like 37 yard back shoulder seeds from Rodgers to Adams. And we're definitely not getting those from Jordan Love. So Adams, if Rodgers is not in Green Bay this year, uh, Adams feels a lot like Allen Robinson. Like we know his talent is top five, top three, doesn't really matter right? Because it matters what his, what the passes are that he's getting from those quarterbacks. Al Robinson has been amazing on the targets that are catchable, but a lot of the targets aren't catchable. So he ends up being a boring wide receiver one, a low end wide receiver one that's boring that you don't want to use high draft capital on. And, uh, and that's what I'd expect from Dante Adams. So there's just two range of outcomes here, right? It's either, I, I think we know pretty specifically what they are. Aaron Rodgers comes by, Devontae Adams, easy wide receiver one. He doesn't, we have Jordan Love. He's Allen Robinson, low end wide receiver one, great talent, but he's going to be wildly volatile because this quarterback's going to be wildly volatile. All right, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans wide receivers. Okay. Now I have AJ Brown up at number eight and to round out my rankings. So we had Devontae Adams at 10. I have Amari Cooper at 11 and underdog has them at 12. So we're kind of in lockstep there. I have Julio Jones up at 12. Underdog ADP has Julio Jones at wide receiver 16 right now. So when I'm thinking about these Tennessee wide receivers, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, first of all, Julio has not fallen off. Okay. I still think Julio is a fantastic player. And I tweeted this out a couple months ago. Julio Jones is 16 game pace from 2020. I wanted to discount the games where, you know, it's stupid to take pace uh, from from games. Don't include games if you're doing paces that have a guy leaving after four snaps, right? He gets hurt in the first quarter and then you want to use that in the pace. It's not predictive. That's not what we can expect on a game by game basis. So he left two games with injury last year. If you take the, the seven games that he was on the field for, for the full games for Atlanta last year, Julio Jones is 16 game pace, 103 catches, 103 catches, 1600 yards and seven touchdowns. Okay. You say seven touchdowns. Like that's what we're getting from fucking Julio Jones. But we're also getting 103 catches and 1600 yards. That was the pace for Julio Jones in Atlanta last year. That tells me he's not washed. He was reeled with injuries and yes. Yes, that is a concern. And that's also why you're getting him at wide receiver 16 in underdog ADP. He is a little bit older, so it's a little bit tougher to come back from those injuries. The other obvious concern is, of course, Tennessee's passing volume. But they have nothing else in the receiving game, right? They have weapons. They have they have Derrick Henry, who is an elite weapon, but he is not in the passing game at all. So their passing game is going to run entirely through A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You want to talk about a range of outcomes? It's when... Ryan Tannehill drops back. The range of outcomes starts at A.J. Brown, and it ends at Julio Jones. There is nothing else there to throw the ball to. There is no more Corey Davis. There is no no, no more Jonas Smith. There is no more Tajay Sharp. 
I'm going to st- I'm going to tell you what. I think the Falcons GM locked up GM of the year by losing Julio but replacing him with Tajay Sharp. That's about as sharp a move you're going to find all offseason. I'm getting a Tajay Sharp jersey and you can't do a fucking thing about it. Oh, it's going to be beautiful when I rock it on game day. Here's realistically what I'm thinking though. If it's just them two, they're both getting a 25% plus target share this year. There's no fucking way they're not, okay? So I want to look at a list of players last year that had a 25% plus target share. And of course, that's a little bit of a projection. I don't know if they're going to get 25% plus target share, but I don't see a range of outcomes outside of Julio dying on the field in which he and A.J. Brown don't end up with all of the targets there, at least 50% between the two of them. Here's a list of players that had a 25% plus target share last year. Devontae Adams, D-Hop, Diggs, Keenan Allen, Robbie Anderson, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley. And you can see their fantasy rank on the right side of the chart in terms of uh, points per game on the year. So 11 total players had a target share on their team of 25% or more. Seven of the 11 were wide receiver ones. And then you have like the Robbie Andersons and the Hollywood Browns that really give this list a bad rap, finishing as wide receiver 30 and 44. But the rest of the guys that didn't finish at wide receiver one, it's like they either stink compared to Julio Jones or the quarterback that they're playing with was so much worse than Ryan Tannehill. So I'm looking at Julio and I think he'll be fine. He's not falling off a cliff and there's not really a big difference in points per game when you're talking about fantasy wide receivers outside of like the top six to eight anyways. So I promise you he's going to be fine when you draft him in the end of the fourth, early fifth round. Okay, Julio's going to do Julio type fucking things because he's Julio Jones for a damn reason. It's the reason you know his name. It's the reason your mama knows his name. It's the reason your sister wants to be screaming out his name. God damn it, that was good. AJ Brown went from getting like 170 targets probably to like a normal 140 targets for 2021. If I did projections, so I don't waste my fucking time doing them. But if I did, he'd probably get around 140 targets for the year. Still one of the best wide receivers in the league in doing just about everything on the field. He's a wide receiver one for sure. The more I think about it, the higher I keep moving him up in my in my uh, redraft rankings, right? When the trade immediately happened, I was like, ah, he's going to be like a low-end wide receiver one. That's kind of boring. And then I'm like, no, he's fucking A.J. Brown. He's incredible. And uh, he's going to be getting 100. You give A.J. Brown 140 targets and he's going to be a problem when and your opponents are playing you in fantasy football. And the man had surgery on both his knees this offseason. He's doing like the best impression of my fucking grandpa who can't even walk anymore. Literally, they told me I was done for the year in week two. I played all year and I made the play, play fucking Pro Bowl. See, that's how ridiculous it was. I can't even speak a normal language right now. AJ Brown should have been out since week two, they said. He had surgery on both of his knees. And this is just the wildest thing. This is from Matt Harmon's Reception Perception, which again, one of the best tools in fantasy football. ReceptionPerception.com charts all the wide receivers and their success versus man's own press coverage. 97th percentile versus man, 95th percentile versus press, easily the best of last year and already on his way to becoming the, you know, one of, if not the best NFL wide receiver at a very, very young prime age right now. He is basically Julio Jones all over again. Maybe, maybe dare I say Megatron. Dare I say Megatron, in two to three years, A.J. Brown is going to be something unbelievable that we may have never seen on the field before because his yak, I would say I would, I would say he's uncomparable in the yak department plus the other attributes he brings to the field. So A.J. Brown, man, the more I think about it, the more I like him. And I have him at wide receiver eight, and that might just be too fucking low. I might have to throw him over Justin Jefferson. I might get him into that D.K. Metcalf tier. I might have get him above there. I don't think I can put him above Calvin Ridley, but that's probably about where the cookie 
crumbles. And those are my rankings. Real quick, we'll run right bike through them. Tyree Kills, wide receiver one. Diggs, DeAndre, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, and my guy Julio Jones rounding out the top 12 wide receivers for 2021 fantasy football. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you are new, we'll be breaking down wide receivers 13 through 24 tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Eastern time every day. Don't be fucking bitching in the comment section about this shit being too early and me ruining your sleep schedule. I didn't ruin your sleep schedule your mama did all right go hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new i love you i'm out When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.